episode of the catacast we never do that hmm no we don't no could we be just fun to bring it in as a professional yeah we'll just keep rolling all right yeah <sighs> every idea i bring to the show <laughs> mercilessly no it's just you gotta bring it to the show we where are the catacast dancers that i asked for <laughs> One, two, five. What is the hell into which Jesus descended? And it, does it have anything in common with the hell of negativity that I'm in when I try and bring new ideas to this show? This hell was different from the hell of the damned and the hell of negativity that James lives in. It was a state of all those righteous and evil who died before Christ. With his soul united to his divine person, Jesus went down to the just and hell who were awaiting their Redeemer so they could enter at last into the vision of God. When he conquered by his death, both death and the devil, who has the power of death, he freed the just who looked forward to the Redeemer and opened for them the gates of heaven. But did he have a body? His body's in a cave. When it says his soul to his divine person. Yeah. United to his divine person. Right. He doesn't have his resurrected body at that time. No. So it's like like us. His yeah. soul is separated from his body. Yeah. At death. In, like with all the other people in hell. Exactly. But like his soul is different to ours because it's united to his divine person. And so that is the one that goes down to the hell of the... Not the hell of the damned, but like this hell of like sort awaiting. Of limbo hell. Yeah, it's like limbo, right? It's like like Dante describes in the Inferno that this is sort of where like Aristotle and stuff live, and they're like they remember the patriarchs, the Old Testament. This is an important point. Okay. Yeah, I love this point. This you is do. Real, yeah. And um, there used to be cool people there, and they left. Yeah, and they're like, oh, where those cool guys go? The Jews. They left, right? Like, as Christ came down into that part of hell in Dante's imagination yeah and took them out um, and yeah essentially we have this idea of like yeah this is a sort of a waiting period um, and that's where Christ goes it's not the hell it's not like hell where Satan lives with the fire and the brimstone yeah. the gnashing but of but like teeth. everyone got together no matter the, the dirty things they did yeah I'm not entirely clear on that point yeah right, it, just, it seems like are people damned before then I don't know I don't know I couldn't answer you but you, that's just where you go it's where Which you is got, sort of the yeah. hell that Jews believe in now? Well, I think this is also another point. Yeah, I mean, it kind of is. It's Sheol? Exa- no, it's exactly Sheol, right? Yeah. Like, for, for it's, I mean, that's the imagination that they have. Is It's this, like, nothingness, yeah. right? But you're sort of just outside of time and space, and you're waiting for something. Um, so that's where Christ goes. But, like, in um, Jesus Christ Superstar, I th- I'm pretty sure, because you brought this up a number of times, okay. there's, like, a whole song about, like, Jesus opens the gates or something, right? Is that... Oh, and it dies with him. On, it ends with him on the cross, and then it's over. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought there was like maybe a, Godspell. Maybe it's Godspell. I'm thinking. Well, he separates the sheep and the. No, there's like a. I don't know. I remember from my like charismatic past, there was this. You know, like he opens the gates and stuff. I can't remember. I can't imagine they're watching Jesus Christ Superstar at the Caro service. People love that bit. Man, the songs are fire. Yeah. Look at all my trials and tribulations. Something, 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 bowl of wine. Anyway, so let's plug on. Let's plug on. What place does the resurrection of Christ occupy in our faith? The resurrection of Christ is the crowning truth of our faith in Christ and represents, along with his cross, an essential part of the Paschal mystery. So St. Paul says, without the resurrection, this is all crap. This is all empty words. This is all nonsense. Right? So if you don't have the resurrection, none of it makes sense. It's all just lies. 
Um, we and so we believe in the resurrection as a historical fact. And yet, huge numbers of Anglicans, in my experience, really don't back the resurrection. Yeah, no. but I don't understand why that's the bit they struggle with. Like, presumably, if you struggle with the resurrection, you struggle with all the miracles. Exactly. And with there being a God, right? Uh-huh. Like, yep. I see no... It's exactly what St. Paul says. It's just sort of like loosey-goosey stoicism mixed with... So, St. John Henry Newman uh, describes this in a, in a great essay. He, he called... Uh, his, his whole thing was like, his whole life is a battle against liberalism in religion. Yeah. And, and, and he's pushing back against precisely this thing. So, he, he's an Anglican priest who becomes a Catholic, becomes a cardinal, and is now a saint. Um, and his whole thing is like, yeah, this this liberalism within Anglicanism or in religion in general, which is like a 19th century phenomena, which is spread through the 20th and 21st. Which is to say, like, let's use this, let's be free of the dogma. Let's exactly. Be- and let's like, well, let's, you know, well, well, maybe we don't believe in the resurrection, but that doesn't mean we can't learn nice things from the gospel. Well, this is, I love Tom Holland. Love Tom Holland. Spider-Man, unbelievable. His podcast, also great. Yeah. but uh, Tom Holland the historian. Tom Holland right? the historian. Yeah. But it, when you know, he like he identifies as a Christian, but also as a man who I don't know if he does. He's no, he does. Okay, he well, he's like as some sort of very sophisticated. I think in his book on historical, his his book Dominion, which has just come out, and it's about Christianity. I think he he advertised himself as an atheist who's fond of Christianity. Something like he's so entwined. Yeah, Dominic, I'm so entwined in the world of Christianity. (laughs) Christianity. Christian Christianity, the sacral nature of the society in which we live, mm. that it doesn't really matter, in the same way that that I personally believe in Jesus Christ. I mean, my dream is that we are Tom and Thomas. For yeah, sure. but you get to be Tom. Yeah, I know. We've spoken about this. Before. Yeah, I know. Okay. It's a great podcast. Yeah. <laughs> ah! But I, I don't, I don't go in for that. Like I'm so revolted, but I love him. He's great, but this thing of like church is getting together and listening to the organ and listening to these funny stories and looking at the no, vicar and bullshit. eating a biscuit. I, it really like yeah. just screams at me this like pleasant um, that it's a, like it's like our Odyssey or our Iliad. Yeah, that it's like a collection of norms that we learn and we can discuss myths. things and understand. And yeah, myths that we this grow. is the Jordan Peterson stuff, which is so weak on. It's like this is this is just oh, I can't do the Jordan Peterson thing. Well, he, he well he would never say he would never be so reductionist as to say this is just a myth. He would go. Oh, that's bloody, a psychological that's, archetype. That's bloody something to be a myth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people say it's just a myth, but what's so small about that? Wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you look at some of these myths, crazy stuff. Yeah, and it's and I I think that, it, but I, I think he is reductionist. I think it is he does because the other thing is like, could you get him to say, well, did Jesus come back from the dead? And he would say, oh, this is an archetypical form. Dominic, this is deep in the psychology of stuff, and that's shit, right? Because that's not what that's absolutely not what we believe. But like, what is that? I mean, we've said this line before, but I think it's the uh, Southern woman, not Carson McCullers. The other southern woman novelist, gothic, like if the Eucharist is... Oh, Flannery O'Connor. Flannery O'Connor, sorry. Yeah. It's like either the Eucharist is... Uh, like if it's a myth, it's nothing. Like it's yeah. to hell and, with it. And But St. Paul says the same thing. If it's He's, a symbol, to hell with it. If, if this isn't real, then all of this is empty. If the, Like the resurrection is the linchpin on yeah. which everything else turns. If he didn't come back from the dead, then he's not God. And not, nothing of what he said or did makes sense or matters. Yes. And, or nothing post that makes sense or matters. And there are other things in life. And it's historical fact, wanna, right? Well, like, 
it's historically attested in the Gospels. Yeah. They're, they're making a written account of it. Yeah, but I'm saying we That's believe it's a historical yeah. reality. Yes. That he that did, did that physically that came back from the dead. Yeah. I mean, there are things that you can build your life on that are myths. Sure. Uh, like cricket, right? Like there's no... There's some dynamic force behind cricket where it's like there's some... Do you know what I mean? For some, our non-Australian listeners, if we have any, they're going to find that there's difficult. There's some but profound yeah. essence inside a sport. Yeah. It's like the truth of that sport yeah. that's that's coming out. But ultimately, it's like a silly thing we're all running around and pretending that it yeah, exists. Yeah, yeah. Like, nationalism. This, this is not... Nationalism. Like, the, the country is made up and it's yeah. a bit of fun and yeah. we need some good songs and some great uniforms and some medals to keep it all going. That's yeah. why the, the monarch, right? Yeah. Like, the king maybe is given to us by God to have a ruler but that person is not God and they have to have the uh, sacral... Uh, you know, they have to have a crown and a mm. robe and these things to help us believe that. But that's not Christ. No. Christ does not... Christ purposefully is not garbed mm. as a king. Christ the king is in, you know, in a... And a robe that they don't understand is weird until they get That's to him it. right He's there. He's naked and yeah. they're killing him yeah. on a stick. Yeah. A couple of sticks. Yeah. Depending if you're a Jehovah's Witness. Yeah. One or two sticks. Sure. They believe in the bowl thing. I don't think that... Like the thing about God is it's the first mover. It's the prime thing in your life. And if that is just another nebulous thing that's built on other stuff, there is no foundation for all the other things. I Like I really do... Well, this is where the rubber hits the road in that stuff, right? Yeah. Because is God an abstraction to you? Or is he a person? Or is he a person who's real and who dies and and does something completely, in the truest sense, dies revo- for you. revolutionary, right? For you. He, he turns yeah. things upside down. He comes back from death and says, this is the life that I promise you if you follow me. And that's like, that's the revolution to end all revolutions. This is like... He's done something that, like, it, it cannot be explained. Yes. It's completely mysterious. But here's the dishonesty I don't like. Yeah. Is that if that's true, mm. great. Then you have to live like this and you have to throw your life in with that. Yeah. Yep. If it's not true, this is all garbage. Yeah. And you've got to, it's not like there's no life, but you're, you're thrown then, not into like a fun British, how's everybody doing? Let's have tea and biscuits. It's like Ingmar Bergman's persona, where we, we're going to need a whole different language because mm-hmm. we don't know how to talk about anything yeah. anymore because this is a universe in which God is dead. It's, it's nature, right? It's like the world has come off its axis. There's mm-hmm. no gravity anymore. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck are we going to do? Yep. It's terrifying. And hu- like you really have to start again from a very different set of first principles yes. other than, well, let's keep the myth. Yeah, yeah. Like, yep. Let's hang on to that. Yeah, which is why... It really shows me... Like, it I is would much, shallow. I would much rather have... like. Uh, yeah, an honest atheist or an honest Muslim or an honest communist who's like believes in something and is willing to do the work of like reinventing the whole thing than like a lukewarm Christian who's like, I don't know if I believe the Christ came back from the dead. Because like you can't fucking work with that. You can't. Well, I don't know how you live with that. How no, do, how do you, you face an accident? You have no integrity. You, I know you can fail to live up to that. Yeah, yeah, you can. Fail ab- I fail all like the, the time. Conform to that. Yeah. But to go. Ah. But, and then also like. It's not just the not having the faith, right? Because people lose the faith all the time. And the faith is often a weird thing. You'll be sitting there and you'll go, I'm struck by how fucking unusual this is and Mm. it feels dumb. Sometimes like at a bad mass in English, you know, even a bad mass in Latin. But like often they'll, sometimes I'll go to, I'll hear, oh God, you are so fabulous and super. And you go, ah, this seems dumb that Mm. we're all doing this here. But like what, 
that Tom Holland ethos is that I find really uncomfortable is it's the lionization of saying like, no, no, it's good to be sophisticated and to have doubt over these central things yeah. and to not be tortured sure. by that. And that's yeah. actually a sign of like progression and that's a positive thing. And this mm. Jordan Peterson thing of like, there's more nuance and there's mm. more, like rather than saying, oh, it's a problem that there's nothing anchoring my life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe this is just different people have different, Psychological no, and I and I think like uh, it's necessities. if you, if you're talking to somebody who's converting, I think the biggest thing to say is like, what's your biggest out, and start there, right? Like that's where you need to go mm. because you need to confront, right? Like, and you know the other things like Jordan Peterson should like this stuff. It's like you need to confront that doubt. You need to research as much as you can. You need to understand what it is you're yeah, chase it. Like, and it's like, and that's find out the answer because a lot of other things in your life are going to have to change if you decide this is bullshit. Right, but that's the res- fine. But that's but the resurrection, them, right? Also, like, is is it? Ultimately, you're going to boil down to at whatever point. This is the central thing in the faith, essentially, right? Like, if this thing is not true, then the rest of the conditional statements change. If this thing is true, then the rest of them hold. But why do you think people find this one especially difficult? Like, people will act, people will go along because it's with it's the miracles. The thing, yeah, but they'll go along with the miracles. Yeah, either. sure. Yeah, and they'll go along with like the Old Testament, more yeah. or less. But you could say, oh the well, there are Buddhists go, out there who do strange things, and there are wise men who know stuff they shouldn't. And there are, like, you know, you can you can come up with, oh, there's all these sorts of things in the world that we don't understand. And, like, I want to keep a bit of mystery. I want to keep the fairy at the bottom of the garden. But this is, like, I've, Christ has said, I am going to die. And I, I, will, I, re- will, come back. And I will rebuild the temple in three days. And yeah. then he does it. And he says, and this is evidence of the things that I'm saying about myself, which is that I am God and you have to live this way. And it's like, if you don't have this, then you can dismiss the rest of it. You can have all the nice shit, but you don't have to listen to him. But if this is true, and he did come back, and you come to some like conviction about that, and you're like, you look into it, you're like, it seems like this man rose from the dead, then everything's up for grabs. Mm. And your whole world is different. And your whole life has to be really weird. Because it's like, God has just <laughs> done the impossible, right? Like, and in no other way does he does he do the impossible or the anybody else. The rest does. of your life does have to become weird. Yeah. I was uh, I was being shown recently by a friend the uh, kosher light switch. Yeah, yeah, sure. Which is an insane device, right? Where it's like, it is wrong mm. with the with the law mm. to. Um, Make the machine move. Yeah, and yeah. Start a, yeah. an electrical circuit that's yeah. work. Yeah. But if the le- electrical circuit is always going, yeah. And you just drag a bit of plastic down to block it. Sure. Like so yeah. you switch. You're actually turning it off yeah. by moving it because you're interrupting it. There's nothing. Yeah. Wrong about that. And it's like, yeah, if you sign up to the kosher thing, mm-hmm. and people are like really like, no one is doing that because it's a better way to do a switch. Mm. No, they're just doing it because they've really bought into this thing of like. That law is important, yeah. and that is what that law means. Yeah. And it means that your life starts looking really unusual. Yeah, as a it's result. Pharisaicalism is sort of like what Christ would. Well, I'm not saying it's yeah. right, but it's. No, no, like, no but, but I'm. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm saying definitely saying your, it's wrong. Yeah, your life. <laughs> <laughs> your, I thought it was really cool. Yeah. But your. Yeah, your life. Um, it's an, it becomes a weird act of the will, and that you mm. sort of wear the, the scars and the tumors and the weird growths of. Yeah, there's a transformation that occurs. Yeah. After the intellectual ascent, yeah, it flows out into all sorts of stuff. And this, is, I mean, I've, I think different heresies result in different um, disfigurements of the soul, mm. in the same way that different sins result in different. Like this is the point of all the different layers of hell. Like you get what you deserve, yeah. and that sin changes you in a certain way. Yeah, so that you're you become ordered towards something. You become ordered towards, yeah. it. but or it's like yeah. the you know the guy who's 
um, fucking around doesn't get the same thing as the guy who loves to murder. Yeah, like sure. His soul is disfigured in a different way. Yeah. But that taking on the resurrection and Christ and who he is, yeah, it's it's a long, painful, weird process of them becoming someone new. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, and that's the, on the psychological level, yeah, and on the intellectual level. But, like, yeah, your life has to change exteriorly. Well, exteriorly. I mean, for one thing, it forces you to sort of bring the intellectual world in line with the physical world. Like, if this is a physical thing that happened and this is the world, then it's not okay for you to just intellectually assent to something and go on and living come. a certain yeah, way. Yeah, the yeah. body has to become uh, subject mm. to the mind. Mm-hmm. And you can't just do this... You know, like, when you meet a communist in uni and they're, like, very self... They're, like, the, the praxis isn't there, mm. but the Theory. doxy yeah, 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 is yeah, perfect. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thinking is all fine, but you yeah. go, but you're a monster. Yeah. You're a fucking crazy person. You're literally wearing Nikes, and yeah. I've had that experience at university, right? Like, people well, handing Nikes, me communist literature and they're, like, wearing, like, Nike's done a lot name of brand to, shit. And you're, like, To bring on. the communists into the yeah. exhaust and the... Right, but it's also, like... And that's why when you meet somebody who is preaching the gospel and is obviously not living it, um, in, in very obvious ways, it's yeah. not convincing because it's like, yeah, you need to have the praxis as well. I mean, in some ways, like a more genuine version of doing this podcast, mm. we're in hair shirts and hitting each other. Well, we are terrible Christians, James. Yeah. yeah. But I would like to do more in my life to yeah. remedy that. And I don't know what my next step... I mean, this is, you've got a confession and you listen. I'm pretty sure my priest thinks I'm too fat. <laughs> No matter what I confess, he tells me to give up suffering. <laughs> but it's, um, it is, and you have to do it without always having, like, enthusiasm and epiphany that carries you through. Yep. Ah, I've understood a new thing and now I can carry, it's like some of it is just drudgery to get to the next. Mm. Yeah. I think we should All right. move Sorry. on. Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. It was good. Good little discussion. <laughs> 127. Why is the... What are the signs? Oh, what are the signs that bear witness to the resurrection of Jesus? Along with the essential sign of the empty tomb, the resurrection of Jesus is witnessed to by the women who first encounter Christ and proclaim him to the 12 apostles. Jesus then appears to Peter and to the 12. Following that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brethren at one time and to others as well. The apostles could not have invented the story of the resurrection since it seemed impossible to them. As a matter of fact, Jesus himself upbraided them for their unbelief. So this, that's like the story of the Downing Thomas yeah. stuff, right? Where it's like, obvi- like they're like, oh, I don't really believe this happened. And then Jesus has to be like, put your hand in my side, put your hand in my hands, all that yeah. sort of stuff. So it's, but it's real, right? That's the whole thing is that it's supposed to be, it's attested to by people who are there. there they see it. They see that it's Sorry. a physical reality. Yeah, put your hand in my side and then to upbraid that man. For me. Yeah. Imagine how, you have little faith. Yeah, imagine how people who didn't touch my lung Imagine how nice I'm going to be to them. Yeah. Well, he says these people don't. These these people can believe, but you need to see it, right? Yeah. Like you're of little faith. Which which gets trotted out at youth groups when people are like, "Man, I wish you could have been there. I wish you could have seen it." Because we all th- we do think, right? Like, I mean, it would be much easier to have the faith if you turned, you know, my beer into a Pepsi now with your mind. I'd listen to what you said more more eagerly, you mm. know. Than if you were not doing that, which is mm. one of the reasons I think, one of the reasons there's miracles of that nature. But we're asked to believe without seeing that. I mean, yeah. some people are lucky enough to see miracles, and I really do believe miracles yeah. occur. Yeah. But I, I anticipate we experience fewer miracles than if we were physically next to Christ, walking around, 
Well, yeah, but we're also, we're also asked to have no, no. trust and faith in him yeah. in the same way that I think I mentioned this point a couple of weeks ago, like the centurion who goes to, to Jesus and says, like, my daughter is sick in my house. Yeah. And he says, I'll come and heal her. And he says, no, like, I'm under authority. I understand this works. You say it and it will happen. And Christ is like, well, you're a centurion. You're a Roman. You're not even a Jew. If I found faith like you in Israel, the world would be completely different. Um, but, like, it's possible to have that type of faith, even in the, like, this guy hasn't seen anything of Jesus. Yes. But he already has belief in who he is. He's heard the word. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I think we should keep going. All right. Why is the resurrection at the same time a transcendent occurrence? Right. So, it's the, on the one level, it's historical, it's real, it's physical. Jesus comes back from the dead in a real way. While being a historical event, verifiable and attested by signs and testimonies, the resurrection, insofar as the entrance of Christ's humanity into the glory of God, transcends and surpasses history as a mystery of faith. For this reason, the risen Christ did not manifest himself to the world, but to his disciples, making them his witnesses to the people. Hmm. So, like, it's a cosmic event as well. Like, the whole, all of reality is changed. As all of reality is changed by sin, at, at a, like, at the fall... And yeah. the whole world is fallen in the same way the whole cosmos is now different because Christ has come back from the dead, right? Like things are up for grabs now that, that weren't up for grabs before. And we're, we're called to be witnesses to that, right? Like so he appears, he could have appeared to the entire world at, in all times and all places and said, oh, I'm, I'm here. Yeah. But he's asking something of On us. On your fifth birthday, yeah, Christ yeah. appears to Yeah, that's right. And he says, I'm actually real. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but instead, he's asked us to have this particular type of relationship with this condition on faith, um, condition on trust. And so because of that, we have to be witnesses. We have to give testimony of what Christ has done for us. I mean, the backlash that I just... I like, I hear, I hear myself as an atheist mm. and atheists who I've known being like, yeah, that's, that's exactly what if you made it up. Yeah, you sure. Would, that's the condition you would set. Well, I don't. It's very important to have faith mm. because I can't show you. No, it. if you were to make it up, you wouldn't say this man came back from the dead and people saw it and then they touched him and then he hung around for fifty days and taught them a whole bunch of stuff. Well, this is the hard intellectual, right? It's like, oh, it seems like, like pretty verifiably not true. But it is something you would say now, right? You'd be like, yeah, two thousand years ago that happened, and here are some things that are written, and we don't have pictures of the people who wrote them. Like it's far enough in the past now. That something like that can seem right. Like if you came up with it now, if you said, yeah. "Oh, two thousand years ago, this happened," but the other thing is like people were believing that two thousand one years ago, right? Like people yeah. were believing that immediately and dying for it, and you're like, "That's weird." Yes. Why did they die for it if yeah, they knew it was a lie? Historically verifiable. Whereas, like, not to. I don't think we have that with Buddhism. No, because it's much easier. Um, and we certainly don't... Like with Islam, the timeline's on when the book is widely disseminated, when he's dead, when people are reporting it, are a little... Yeah, I mean, the proofs of Islam is that like, well, we conquered a lot of the world real quick. Well, it's the book. So, it's the book. It's that the book is perfect. Yeah, but also like before we had the book, we were like really good at killing people. So, you know. I mean, they were exceptional at killing <laughs> they people. Were very good at and it. And they're still, some yeah. of them, not everybody, yeah. some of them are still pretty good some at it today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then some of them are really bad at it. You see these Not as good as George Bush. Oh, no, man. Oh, George yeah, yeah, Bush yeah. is number one in terms of, if it's, if, if it's about body count, I think uh, the Americans probably showed that they had the, the oh, right way about they're, it. They're exceptional. Yeah. But I'm just saying 9 11 was an inside job. That was the joke that I was making. It was yeah. a joke. 
I was building towards saying that terrorists have gotten increasingly bad. They used to blow up whole planes and buildings and stuff, and now it's just like one guy with a knife in Germany hurting somebody. Yeah. Not even getting a, not even getting any numbers on the bowl. All right, let's All keep right. going. Yeah, but you know what I mean about like that. That is the way you'd. It is a hard thing to intellectually get around. Like something is happening in thirty three, thirty four. AD, mm. whatever, like, the, parts of the world start, like a cult is being built and people are dying for it. Counter-argument to that is people are dying for all sorts of cults. Sure. And there are all sorts of cults. Yeah. Um, so there is, I mean, people have seen things in other cults. People can be led to enthusiasm from a non-divine occurrence. Yeah, sure, yeah. yeah. So it's like, that is that is an argument against. That. I mean, th- those have not endured in the same way, right? I mean, but like, I mean, we know people died for like kings in the Middle Ages and stuff, right? Yeah, and it's like, well, how do you know there was a king? Your argument that they died for these people just doesn't mean there was one. Yeah, and it's like, well, yeah, but I mean, there are other reasons we believe in the reality of these people, other than I'm just saying, like, it is a proof of the faith. That there were martyrs immediately. It is. Yeah. Now, could you not say that there was a conspiracy? Because he doesn't come back to everybody. He comes back to a, a, the disciples, the small group. Yeah. Well, to 500 at least, yeah. Yeah, pretty big conspiracy. At that right, point. and this is also being written, like, very early on. Yeah. Right, like, this is being written in the first century, and they're like, there's 500 of these people. And you, you wouldn't, you would, you would just say, yeah, he appeared to one person. Right, and they're like, oh, he appeared to these people, and then he appeared to these people, and then he appeared to the people. Then he hung around for like 50 days, and a bunch of people saw him. And it's like, well, hang on a tick. Like, this is starting to become like an unwieldy amount of people that surely some of them's going to go, oh, no, I didn't see him. Yeah, but they're all going out, out going, I saw well, him. He's back, man. Because Paul is in early in the group, right? Paul is like an important part of the church really quickly after Christ's mm-hmm. death. Like, the apostles couple are still years. around. Yeah, yeah. A couple of years. But he doesn't get brought in as a... Like, he's if it's a conspiracy, he's obviously in the outgroup. He's killing them. He's killing them. Yeah, yeah. his whole job is to they persecute the Christians. That circle, but like... So no, his job is to kill Christians. Yeah. And he's like, when he's writing, he's like, my job is to kill Christians. Go around. I, I was given this authority by like the, the temple Jews yeah. and stuff. And he goes around. He's very good at it. He's very good at his job. He goes around, kills a bunch of Christians, including St. Stephen the Martyr. And then he's literally on a donkey and he falls off his donkey because he has a vision of Christ who says, Paul, why are you doing this to me? Yes. And then he becomes the event, like the greatest evangelist. evangelist yeah. And he's like, I never saw him, right? I, did, I never met him in, in real life, right? Like I only ever had a vision of him after he was dead. Yeah. But also alive. Yeah, it's a wacky time. Yeah. And I think the argument that it is a conspiracy, I've never seen made... No, I think of a, like the, like a, really like a crackpot book. Well, no, the, the 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 modern argument is that this was like a mass psychosis, right? That they did believe it, but obviously yeah. it couldn't have happened. Yeah, this like this is trauma. Yeah. Like these these are people who are like days after their best friend has died and stuff. They they suffer the same delusion um, that they reinforce for each other. Yeah, but and that explains if you want to believe that. Like maybe the twelve apostles and Mary and stuff like that. You think once you get to a certain number, and also then it becomes like, well, how does the mass psychosis spread is, as a social contagion to Saint Paul, who's literally his job is to kill people, right? And it's like, well, like that would be like 
I don't know, like Donald Trump becoming transgender tomorrow or something, right? Where it's just like... Could happen. Yeah, right. I mean, it could happen. Someone yeah. does trans Trump. Is but yeah, like, imagine the win that that would be. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, we got him. We got that guy. Of all the people we could get, we got that guy. Like, we won. Like, that's like, we, like we don't have to argue anymore because now we can just, whenever conservatives come at us, we can I just feel say, like that's how white he's supremacists a woman feel about now. Kanye West right now. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like, we got, we we got, got Kanye? Kanye? Uh, it's a, I mean, Christianity does seem sort of uniquely, weirdly exposed at the point at which the divine is touching the present. Yeah, they're making big claims. They're making, they're making the biggest big claims, claims possible quickly and saying we can back it up. We saw it because, like, Scientology is making some big claims. Yeah, about the very distant past and that he's figured it out or something. Yeah. Mormonism is an easier. Like, I read the tablets about this thing that happened a long time ago. The golden underwear. But there's yeah. no one that has to attest to physically meeting the people that they spoke. Yeah. They've met jo- Joseph Smith, who who's not doing miracles. He's saying, I've got a story yeah. that I read. Like, yeah. the miracle maybe was that I found it. But yeah, it was different every time I wrote to, it down. But, like, trust me, I read it's it. It's much harder yeah. to verify. Yeah, it's weird. It is weird. I think we should move on because I want right. to. We should get at least through the next three questions before right. we finish. Yeah, I just I like some of that the flagrant, um, some flagrant about it. It's right? really Being ballsy. Like, it's a ballsy we, claim. And, it, and you know who saw it? A couple of chicks, a couple of ladies. Yeah, well, you exactly. Don't respect them. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Like he's like, who's who's he appear to first? The, the lowest of the low. Is his mother one of the Marys who are there? Who yeah, are Marys? I think so. Mary, I think Mary, Mary the mother, mother of. Uh, uh, um, the wife of Cleophas, I think, yeah. is one of them. I think one of them's Mary, mother of God. I can't remember. It's the women. I think I think one of them's Mary Magdalene as well. Yeah, maybe Mary the mother. Of and God so God. she's like a reformed prostitute, right? And it's like, well, she's coming out and going, and the, and the disciples don't. Be- the other thing is the apostles don't believe them when the woman women come back. They're like, I saw this, and they're like, Did you? Yeah, like you're crazy. It's oh, a classic woman. You know, they're being womanly about. Well, it. there is also there's the crazy person who jumps in with you. When you're doing something crazy and you go like, yeah, but you're yeah, you're still mental. Yeah. You've taken it too far now. But then there's like Peter and James, they run to the tomb and then they find it and they're like, oh, it's true, right? Like, I mean, they're running to the tomb as well because they have seen, they've seen the Shanana. What, what was it called? Like Shakanaya. Oh, the Shakanaya. Yeah. Shakanaya. Well, so the other thing is like, um, Augusta makes the, like a very rhetorically, I love this point, um, where he's sort of, and it's in the, the Tenebrae readings, the sort of readings before Easter. Yeah. Um, where he's like, oh, well, people, you know, were claiming at the time of the third century or the fourth century, whatever, that like, oh, well, the Roman centurions didn't notice anything, but they were sleeping. And he's like, you give us sleeping witnesses? Like, this is, that's the best you can do? You give us witnesses who are asleep. They didn't see anything. That's not a witness, right? Like, we've got people who saw the empty tomb. We've got people who saw Christ. Yeah. And you're saying, well, the centurions were asleep and they didn't notice anything, so maybe nothing happened. And he's like, this is a piss-poor argument, right? Like, it's very funny. Because they fall asleep in the garden waiting mm. for him. Mm-hmm. And then the centurions are waiting for grave robbers to come and take him in a negative sense. Yeah, yeah. Attack him. Yeah. They fall asleep. Yeah. There's just a lot of, you know... A lot of sleep going on. Back to back, to back a lot of people are falling asleep. It was a sleepy time in the first century. <laughs> <laughs> they were not in their biological rhythm. Drinking a lot of wine. Bad circadian rhythm, yeah. Now, here we go. What is the condition of the risen body of Jesus? The resurrection of Christ was not a return to earthly life, 
His risen body is that which was crucified and bears the marks of his passion. However, it also participates in the divine life with the characteristics of a glorified body. Because of this, the risen Jesus was utterly free to appear to his disciples how and where he wished and under various aspects. You get a magic body when you come back. Yeah, so he's weird, right? Yeah. Like, it's it's a weird in the truest the sense. Yeah, like yeah. They don't really know who he is. Well, initially, because he doesn't want to reveal himself. They're like, And so there's the disciples on the road to Emmaus. They don't recognize him. They walk with him for a while. They're telling him about Jesus of Nazareth. And then they recognize him at the breaking of the bread and then he disappears. Yeah. Um, yeah, he appears to the women in the garden. They, and there's he looks a tradition like a that he looks like a child through some of this. I've never heard that okay. one. Yeah, but anyways, he's like he's walking through walls. He's coming into doors when they're closed. People are like, "What's going on? This doesn't make any sense." He's having fun with it. He's <laughs> having a lot of fun. Yeah, but also yeah. then the other thing is like he's like here. He's this is like my true body. You can also touch him when he wants to be yeah. touched. Yeah. yeah, and this is like also uh, I've heard this, and I don't know how true this is, but I've heard this about like apparitions. Okay. Right, like you you could be sure that it's. Po- like possibly a true apparition if you see the wounds of Christ. But if you can't see the wounds of Christ, it's possibly not a true apparition. Because Satan would not, like he's proud, would not want to appear wounded. Uh, and only God in his humility will appear like wounded. peasant stuff. No, I love it. I love that. How is the resurrection the work of the Most Holy Trinity? The resurrection of Christ is a transcendent work of God. The three persons act together according to what is proper to them. The Father manifests his power. The Son takes again the life which he freely offered, reuniting his soul and his body, which the Spirit brings to life and glorifies. So again, this is just the same point of like, the Trinity never does anything. They all have yeah. different roles, but yeah. they're all doing the same thing together. Yeah. yeah. What is the saving meaning of the resurrection? The resurrection is the climax of the incarnation. It confirms the divinity of Christ and all things which he did and taught. It fulfills all the divine promises he made for us. Furthermore, the risen Christ, the conqueror of sin and death, is the principle of our justification and our resurrection. It procures for us now the grace of filial adoption, which is a real share in the life of the only begotten Son. At the end of time, he will raise up our bodies. So much in that, but main points, it's the fulfillment of the incarnation. So like Christ being born to the Virgin Mary. Mm. Um, it confirms everything he said and did. He's like, I'm God. And if, and you know, if your sins are forgiven, stand up and walk. And he walks. Like this is evidence that he's doing the thing that he says he's doing. Um, he conquers sin and death. He justifies us. We now have a share in grace and in his life in the Trinity by baptism. Great. Good stuff. So we have, yeah, we have to struggle along though with these fallen bodies until that happens. He won't just give you. No one has your. No one has their raised body. No one is free from concupiscence. No. Yeah. But, but you're free from be. the debt that sin, the original sin curse. Free from the debt of original sin. Yeah. Which yeah. is hell. Hell. Yeah. You don't have to go to hell. No. But also, you don't get to go to that sort of more laid-back type hell that existed beforehand. I mean, stakes for a win go up. Stakes for a loss. That's right. Uh, Things get much more exciting. Yeah. I think we should finish. I definitely think bit. we should finish there. Um, no, no, I think we should finish the whole thing until we get to chapter three. Oh, you reckon? What yeah. time are we at, Sam? We are at 40. All right. 40. Well, oh, okay. Editing. All right. All right. No, no, that's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. What? Uh, I know there was a long bit where we spoke mm. earlier on, but I think editing is... Editing is our friend. And I was just thinking that a lot of these one-hour episodes could potentially be two 30-minute episodes if we so wanted sure. it to be to um, increase the downloads. And also the ease of people listening. What does the ascension mean? So, th- and this is, 
part of the creed, Jesus ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. After 40 days, during which Jesus showed himself to the apostles with ordinary human features, which vowed his glory as the risen one, Christ ascended into heaven and was seated at the right hand of the Father. He is the Lord who now in his humanity reigns in everlasting glory of the Son of God and constantly intercedes for us before the Father. He sends us his spirit and he gives us the hope of one day reaching the place he prepared for us. So again, start of, start of um, Acts of the Apostles, which is like a continuation of the Gospel of Luke. It starts with Christ ascending into heaven. Um, so he goes up into heaven. He, you know, And heaven is not like a place in the sky, but like that's useful for us to think of. So he's no longer with us physically. He moves into an invisible realm. He moves into the, the, the realm of the Father, and he intercedes for us there. And the book of Hebrews is a great read on that topic. Okay. Yep. I mean, it, yeah. We, have we covered intercession, or we're we getting into that later? We'll get to that later. Yeah, yeah. because it, the Father and the Son, they do everything together. Yeah. So why would we need the Son? Right, but he's interceding for us, us in his humanity, mm. right? Like, it's, it's precisely because the second person of the Trinity has taken on humanity that he can intercede for us as human beings. Yes. Yeah. He was able to do that before, though, wasn't he? Yeah, but not in the same way, right? Like, in, 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 like it's because his humanity is in heaven that we can now get to heaven. As him? Alongside him? Yeah, as, like, because we are baptised into his body, right? We yeah. become members of his body. But we also have our own body. Yeah. Yeah, but we're members of, like, we become adopted children of God yeah. as the son, like, as the second person of the Trinity is the son of God. And the Holy Spirit fills us up, but we never get to become the third person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. One, three, three. How does the Lord Jesus now reign? So, and this part is in reference to from thence he shall come to judge the living and the dead. As the Lord of the cosmos and of history, so he's the Lord of the universe and of all of time, the head of his church, the glorified Christ, mysteriously remains on earth where his kingdom is already present in seed and it's beginning in the church. One day he will return in glory, but we do not know the time. Because of this, we live in watchful anticipation, praying, come Lord Jesus. I think we've covered some of that in this weird nebulous state of just yeah. waiting for this to be over. Yeah, So, but also like the, a key point here is the kingdom of God is present now in the church. It's present only in seed form, right? And what is a seed supposed to do? It's supposed to flourish into a beautiful tree. And that's what will happen at the end of time. And we're here to scatter the seed as well. All that sort of stuff, yeah. Many parables, many seed-based uh -huh. parables. Seeds as well as sleeping, two S's that find their way peppered throughout the story. How will the coming of the Lord in glory happen? After the final cosmic upheaval of this passing world, the glorious coming of Christ will take place. Then will come the definitive triumph of God in the parousia and the last judgment. Thus the kingdom of God will be realised. What is the parousia? It's like the coming of God at the end of time. Coming of Jesus at the end of time. <laughs> parousia. That's not an S. It's got an S in it. Perusia. Perusia? It's a Greek word. I actually can't remember what it means. You can, yeah, Google it. Do, and do, do, Google. <sighs> While you do that, I'm just going to read this last question. Okay. How will Christ judge the living and the dead? Christ will judge with the power he has gained as the redeemer of the world who came to bring salvation to all. The secrets of hearts will be brought to light as well as the conduct of each one toward God and toward his neighbor. Everyone, according to how he has lived, will either be filled with life or damned for eternity. In this way, the fullness of Christ will come about, in which God will be all in all. So, a couple of points here. Christ is now the judge of humanity, which he can be because he's taken on humanity. Um, he will judge the living dead at the end of time. Mm -hmm. He will sort the, the, the goats from the lambs and all that sort of stuff. He's arrival. Right, so he's arrival at the end of time. Um, 
our secrets will be revealed, our conduct will be revealed, everyone will know what you've done. That's pretty scary. I don't like I'm a pretty disgusting person. I'm pretty chilled about it. I think other people have done worse stuff than me. <laughs> I, as long as we're all seeing what everyone has done, I'm humble enough to go. Yeah, was in the great scheme of things, guys. Middle of the road. No lower than second quarter. <laughs> Surely. Some of you have done real bad shit. But maybe that lukewarm attitude is one yeah. of the worst things. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it. So, that's the end of chapter two, which is the person of Christ, which is like so exciting. I love that part. Yeah, it's good. It's. Took us a long time. It took us a long time. That's like his two natures, his two wills, yeah. his knowledge. Goes through everything. Uh, but now we get to the real good stuff, which is the spirit and the church. And everybody loves the church. Oh, we isn't can the slow church down exciting? and have more arguments now. We're gonna have a lot of arguments about the church, where oh, we get to the papacy and stuff like that, infallibility. Oh, it gets good. It gets so good. And then we're into the sacraments, and then we're into like Ten Commandments. Oh man, it's so great. <laughs> we know. Stop. I'm going to buy some shitty food and bring it home to my wife and watch Survivor. Nice. Thanks for joining us on another episode. We'll see you next time.